0: This is Stacey Hillier and you are listening to The Prophetic Collective Podcast. Well, hey, hey, everyone, and welcome back to the potty for the final episode of 2022. Can you believe that everything is wrapping up and we are coming towards a brand new year? And I thought today a fun way to finish might be to talk about my favorite things of 2022. Highlights for me, favorite things that God's done, books I've been reading, worship music I've been listening to, moments that I've experienced in 2022, and I love to reflect To take time to reflect. It's a lost art in our world today because it produces gratefulness and gratitude within me, which is the doorway and the gateway to a deepening sense of God's presence. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about my favorite things of 2022, and maybe you want to do this yourself. And then at the end today, I'm just going to talk about when I'm coming back next year, what that might look like for season three of the podcast, Prophetic Collective. So, Let's talk about firstly my favourite moments or life defining moments of 2022. And I've got to be honest, I probably had more life defining moments in the last 12 months than in the previous 10 years put together. Because as many of you know, we're experiencing an incredible move of God at our church at Numa, and so I've you know rubbed shoulders with people who are generals and giants in the faith this year. But I've also had the privilege of just seeing. God move in ways we've prayed and dreamed for, for really our whole lives. And so I would say that my number one favorite moment of this year, this is a big statement, but my number one favorite moment of this year would be when Pastor Ben Fitzgerald, Evangelist Ben Fitzgerald, preached a message at our revival conference about the fear of man. That message is a life-changing message nation-changing, church-changing, (laughs) family-changing message. And if you have not seen it, you need to go to our YouTube, Numa, N-E-U-M-A, church, and look up Ben Fitzgerald's fear of man message. It will change your life. And it was a massive catalyst to letting go of fear of man, which meant that we could allow God to move however he wanted to move, without worrying what anybody else around us was thinking. That's been a very key ingredient to what God is doing in our lives right now. So the Ben Fitzgerald fear of man message, a very key moment for us this year. Obviously, I've touched on the podcast so far. In other episodes about my trip to the US this year. That was an absolute favourite moment for me. That would be number two. Number one, the Ben Fitzgerald Fear of Man message. Number two, my dream trip to the US. I mean, finally getting out of Melbourne. Praise the Lord. Goodbye, COVID, and take a kiss and get out of here. And Our trip, we got to go to San Francisco and see some of my beautiful friends who are launching a church there. Then, you know, I've been wanting to go to Bethel Church for over a decade. Bethel's uh, played a very significant role in my worship life uh, from afar. Uh, I absolutely love them, what they stand for, the kingdom culture they carry. It was just such a privilege to get to go to Reading this year and to go to the healing rooms at Bethel Church, a service, just a favor of God on our life with the people we got to meet with. And I had some life-defining encounters that I can't even fully articulate yet. And people said that to us at Bethel Church. You know, God will do things in you while you're here. You may not even know what he's doing, but you'll, you'll know in the next six to 12 months. And that has proved to be so true. As I remember moments where the Holy Spirit would speak to me or things I would see or things I felt, they've come up since the trip. And I'm like, wow, God was literally molding and shaping our lives. And one of the things I will share is that when we first arrived at Bethel, I've shared before that I really was getting moved and shifted (laughs) from the moment we basically put our tires on the driveway of the church because... It was a dream come true but also because of the sense of God's presence there's these two statues of lions in the driveway that just I was just undone and then of course we arrive in the car park and we're beside Iris Ministries headquarters and for anybody who knows me well you guys on the podcast would know Heidi Baker is one of my absolute heroes so to even park beside her office I mean I was just a wreck and then of course everything that happened in our lives from then on was just so significant also just to see their effect on an entire region like reading to me feels like a giant kurong store <laughs> it's just like so christian and so beautifully enveloped in god's presence and i'm like this church has made significant change to the spiritual atmosphere in their region It's just epic. So every store you go into, everywhere you go, you're just bathed in God's presence. And it's so inspiring. This is the effect that a kingdom culture church can have on a region. So it was so inspiring. I forget what I was saying, but yeah, it was just an incredible trip. It was life defining for me. And I can't go back. I was explaining to somebody the other day, the transformation in my life this year Through what God's doing in our midst in church, and some of the trips and the moments I've got to experience this year, I feel like when I'm trying to explain it to people, like Nicodemus, when he went to Jesus at night in John's gospel, and he's like, What do you mean I gotta be born again? How could a grown man go back into his mother's womb? For me to try and explain who I was before and who I am in Christ now. I would feel like to go back would be like me trying to go back into the womb of a previous season. And I just can't do it. There is absolutely no going back because we're just not the same people anymore. So number two was trip to the US, the Bethel trip, the LA trip where we went to Angeles Temple, the Azusa Street site, Bonnie Bray House. I mean, seriously, life-changing moments. I think another... Highlight of this year was watching my pastor preach a message on the fivefold church. And you can again see that on our Numa Church YouTube channel. It's Corey Turner's fivefold message. I've been with him all over this nation when he's preached that message. And every single time you can see that people are hearing a truth that they know in their heart, but they haven't perhaps put into practice or thought could be applied in their church context. And because it is pure Bible, you watch the lights going on for people, their sense of I'm coming home to this truth from scripture. And watching him preach this fivefold message every single time, the holy silence and reverence that fills the room as we talk about God's church and his plan for it is magnificent. And so if you're a church leader, you should listen to this message, even if you're just a person who loves the Lord and loves his house listen to this message. It's just one of my favorite things ever, to watch this truth settling on people's hearts and minds. And then for some of them, not everyone, for some of them to go on the journey of what would that look like in our context and in our lives to actually follow a fivefold leadership model as is outlined in Ephesians 4. So that's another highlight for me. My number four is watching my kids experience revival. It's got to be One of the greatest things on the planet. My 19, 17, nearly 15 and nearly 13 year old. Three boys and a girl, three young men and a young woman just being bathed in deeper and deeper levels of God's presence, watching them watch miracles happen in front of their eyes. Crazy, crazy miracles. Deaf ears open. People leaving crutches at the altar. Uh, Ten cancer healings. Watching, you know, people's necks and backs and knees, ACLs, ankles, heads, we're we're laughing at the moment, head, shoulders, knees and toes, they're just getting healed with ease because of the magnitude of God's presence. So watching that be their normal, that they're growing up in this environment, to me is one of my highlights of 2022. So that would be some of my highlights. Now I'm going to talk about books. For those who don't know this about me, I love reading. It's like one of my favorite things to do. I'm absolutely passionate about leaders being readers Uh, However you've got to do that, however you've got to incorporate that into your life, whether it's listening to audiobooks or... For me, I I love reading. I finish my day with reading. I read after my devotion time. After my devotion time, what I read will be something that's facilitating my growth as a leader. And I don't mean I'm reading leadership books. I mean, I'm reading things like I've just finished Carol Arnott's book, which is Soaking in the Spirit. As a prophetic leader, One of the things I get to lead people in is soaking practices. So that would be something I would read in the morning after my devotion time that stretches me and grows me in my grace and my leadership of the church, our church, people within my team. I'm also another brilliant book I read this year that's stretching me in that space is the book, How to Pray by Pete Gregg. That's going to change your life and change your church. It's put handles on what it looks like to pray, the different types of prayer. It's also got some videos and a toolbox that goes with it, which are all free. And they are world class. There is not one cringe moment. The analogies, the metaphors that Pete uses are genius. If you picked up one book that would change your leadership life, your prayer life and your church, this is it. This would be my highest resource recommendation to any church leader. How to Pray by Pete Greig, G-R-E-I-G. You get the whole box and dice. You get the book. You get the videos, you get the discussion guides, you get the toolbox. It is genius. We've rolled it out across our locations at NUMA. I went through parts of the book with our prophetic oversights this year, and then they did it in their locations. It is a game changer. And we believe at NUMA that prayer does the heavy lifting and a revival culture always has the twin towers of prayer and worship. So get your hands on that book. Okay, another book I've really enjoyed, and this would be the kind of book that I just read to stir my spirit at nighttime. Last thing before I go to bed, my room gets uh, my phone gets left downstairs. I go into my room, I wind down by meditating on a book that's fueling my spirit. Some of my favorites from this year: a book called The Veil by Blake K Healy, H E A L Y, subtitle An Invitation to the Unseen Realm. I could not put this book down because it described much of my childhood and adulthood. So it says on the back for as long as he can remember, Blake has been seeing angels and demons. He sees them as clearly as he would see you if you were standing right in front of him. He sees angels dancing in worship services, whispering words of encouragement in people's ears. He also sees demons latching onto people and perpetuating addiction and bitterness in their hearts. The veil chronicles how Blake matured in this gifting, while overcoming the fear and confusion of what he saw, and learned to use his gift seeing for the, his gift of seeing for God's glory and how to teach others to do the same. I recently just recommended this to a parent. Who's got a 12 year old seer who's seeing all kinds of things? You, I could not put this book down. You will love it. It will make you hungry for more of the supernatural. Okay, another great book from this year Doorkeepers of Revival Birthing, Building, and Sustaining Revival by Kim Owens. And this is about revival was never meant to come and go, ebb and flow. In fact, it's not God who taps out of revival, it's us. It's on the back cover. It says, Heaven's Desire is a church that's burning with passion, alive with the spirit and flowing with the supernatural. I've loved this book. I've taken notes from this book that I've provided to our executive for part of how we really sustain revival moving forward. The chapters are things like Doorkeepers of Revival, Doorkeeper Defined, Marked by God. In this chapter, I love it. She talks about a generation focused on marketing, not marked. Oh, I just love that. She talks about her revival story, The Proof is in the Pursuit, Year of Prayer, Year of the Threshold, Year of Identity, Year of Authority, Year of the Release of the Sound, Sustained Revivalists, Well Diggers, The Persistent Remnant, and The Door is Waiting. Brilliant book for leaders who are hungry for revival or who find themselves in the midst of a move of God. I read the God's General series this year, Love, Love, Loved It. I learned a lot from their lives and choosing to learn what they did well and their mistakes. I also read a new book by Dean Merrill, that's M-E-R-R-I-L-L, which is called 50 Pentecostal and Charismatic Leaders Every Christian Should Know. And I'm actually going to read you one of my favorite stories out of this because it is unbelievable. And reading this was actually one of my favorite moments of the year. Hey listeners, did you know that Stacy also has a guided prayers podcast? Contemplative prayer is a biblical and rich practice that helps us to step out of the hustle and to silence the noise to hear God's voice and to let his word dwell richly in us, transforming us from the inside out. With a new guided prayer released monthly, you too can discover the rich treasures of contemplative Christian practices. Find it wherever you listen to your podcasts by searching for Guided Prayers with Stacey Hillier. Now, back to Stace. So this book starts right back at Revivalists from the 1800s and moves all the way to finishing with Mike Bickle, who leads IHOP 24-7 Prayer, finishes with him, And so this kind of moves you through history of some of the Pentecostal revivalists throughout history. And they're very short chapters, like two or three pages, um, but they will absolutely inspire you and make you hungry for more. But I'm going to read you a little story from this book. So this is in the chapter on Smith Wigglesworth. Let me read you the section. One time he was staying with a Church of England curate who had suffered the amputation of both legs below the knee. In those days, few prosthetics were available to help such a person. After dinner, Wigglesworth suddenly blurted out to the man, go and get a new pair of shoes in the morning. What? Was this some kind of cruel joke? The minister hardly knew how to take this directive. But during the night, he sensed God saying to him, do as my servant hath said. The man could get no sleep the rest of the night. Early the next morning, he got into his wheelchair and was waiting downtown when the shoe store opened. He went in and sat down. When the clerk came, he said, would you get me a pair of shoes, please? Yes, sir, size and colour. Then the clerk glanced down at the man's legs and said, I'm sorry, sir, we can't help you. It's all right, young man, the curate replied, but I do want a pair of shoes, size 8, colour black. "'The clerk could not think what else to do "'but to go get the requested shoes. "'When he returned with the box, "'the curate proceeded to put one stump into a shoe "'and immediately a foot and leg formed. (laughs) "'He moved on to the other stump "'and the same thing happened again. "'Flip. "'The book doesn't say that, that's me. (laughs) "'He walked out of the shop "'with not only a new pair of shoes "'but also a new pair of legs. "'When the man got back home, "'Wigglesworth was not surprised. "'He fully expected this to happen.' As far as God is concerned, he claimed, there is no difference between forming a limb and healing a broken bone. Those who knew Wigglesworth closely said that over the course of his active ministry, 14 different people were raised from the dead. Oh, my goodness. So this is the kind of inspiration that's in that book. Okay, books I'm going to read coming up that I've got sitting on my desk right now. Praying in the Holy Spirit, which is by David Digger Hernandez. David Digger Hernandez. Power to Heal by Randy Clark. And I'm going to read again Face to Face with God by Bill Johnson. That's going to be my summer reading. Okay, so that's my favorite books. Favorite worship songs that have really just taken me into the throne room of the Lord. My favorite soaking music is William Augusto any of his stuff which you can get on spotify i i have to soak to music that doesn't have lyrics because i get distracted so william augusto a-u-g-u-s-t-o his soaking music is epic when it comes to personal worship expression of worship upper room is my go-to this year they just sing about adoration with Jesus. It's just beautiful. And one of the main themes of what we're seeing God do right now is we're just singing about Jesus. Everything's about Jesus and everything works better when everything's about Jesus. So Upper Room, absolutely have loved that this year. Interestingly, my top song on Spotify was a song called Make Room and I just love it because I'm trying to make room in my life for more of Jesus. Okay, I've gotten to do some incredible trips this year, um, not just personal travel but being part of just some incredible churches like Kingdom Culture Church in Brisbane, Church Unlimited. I've just had the privilege of speaking into way more churches than that but just such a blessing to see what God's doing across the body and I don't take that for granted. To get to to be entrusted to come and speak into the life and the culture of a church is such a great privilege that I've absolutely loved. Okay, let's talk for a moment about what I'm looking forward to in 2023. You know, just some of, again, the incredible body of Christ that I get to speak into starting in January with the Australian Prophetic Council, meeting as the council first for 24 hours and then moving into the Australian Prophetic Summit, which you can actually still register for. You just need to look it up online, Australian Prophetic Council. That's going to be in Brisbane, of course, led and hosted by the incredible Pastor Catherine Ruanala. And there's many of us prophets gathering there and then it's open to people. So if you are gifted in the prophetic, if you're moving in the prophetic, this could be just a conference for you you know, visiting some other incredible churches like Nations in Perth, as well as visiting City Point in Brisbane and spending time with Pastor Lucas Connell on the Gold Coast, Back to Church Unlimited. There's so much good stuff happening that I'm so privileged to be a part of across the body of Christ. We have got a live album recording happening next year. Oh, <gasps> I don't think I'm allowed to announce that. Whoops, it's out. So I'll just stop, but that's happening. We are launching SOZO, which is an inner healing ministry, a Bethel inner healing ministry at our church here. I've just done the training, life changing. We are launching healing rooms at Numa Church, which I'm so excited about. We have Chuck Parry coming from Bethel Church. We got to spend some time with him when we are in Reading. He's coming to do some training on operating and healing. Then we're having a healing summit. So if you are sick in your body, you need to lock this in. You can get on our Numa.Church website and see Chuck Parry and our healing summit. And it is open to everyone. We would love to have you. So make sure you book that in. That's in April. And so we would love to see you at that. I'm also going to be more actively involved in our Numa School of the Spirit in 2023. On a weekly basis, both the Apostle, Pastor Corey and the Prophet, myself, are going to be imparting into our students they are going to have an amazing year of transformation. We've also got the incredible Layla Nahavandi involved in that, as well as our faculty of Dr. Mike Gretschko and Sue Gretschko and our fivefold team. But I'm going to be in weekly praying, prophesying, teaching, imparting with the students. If you're interested in Numa School of the Spirit, again, you'll find a jump to link on our Numa.church website. I'm excited about that. I'm also excited about that next year we are hosting two revival conferences, not just one, but two. When I tell you the speakers, you're probably going to want to register for both. And you can, again, on my church website. I'm talking a lot about my church today because I love it and I'm so excited about what God's doing next year. So our first conference, we're having Pastor James Ayton from Manila in the Philippines, Favour Church, as well as Dr. Michael Maiden, coming all the way from the US, a prophetic general, accurate wildly accurate over nations, individuals, families, you would not regret coming to that conference. And then conference two, just the very next weekend, we have Pastor Ben Fitzgerald and Haley Braun. Haley Braun is a prophet from Bethel Church and Pastor Ben Fitzgerald is awakening Europe. I'm telling you, these two conferences are going to be life-changing. I'm excited about that. I'm also excited that at Numa Church, I and the Prophetic Eagles will be hosting two prophetic training one days, one in the first half of the year, one in the second half of the year. I'm going to give you more details on the podcast in the new year, but this will be a one day where you come and you learn all about the theology, the duology, the practicology, the values of operating in the prophetic, whether you're a barista, whether you're a stay-at-home mum, whether you're a businessman, whether you're a minister of the gospel, this is the basic level prophetic training which is open to everyone from Numa Church but also everybody outside of Numa Church but will have a registration application form So we can make sure we've got the right people in the room at the right time. So I'm very, very excited about that. And I will give you more information coming up. I also love to receive a word from the Lord for each year to help me frame my year. And the word that the Lord gave me for 2023, which is a goodie and I loved it, is it is a year to soak. A year for me to really soak a season of soaking, and he said soak and then simply drip. (laughs) Love that. And then he gave me four applications that I'm to soak, pray, worship, and listen. Number two that I'm to soak and mother natural and spiritual children. Number three that I'm to soak, preach, prophesy, and minister, and that healing is now on my ministry. Number four soak, write books, write content, songwrite, e courses, podcasts, etc. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to soak and bring more podcasts next year as part of that. And I'm so excited about 2023. I'll be back in the first Friday of February, which is the 3rd of Feb. I'm going to have new content, new guests, back for a weekly podcast now that I've got my head around what it looks like to uh, structure my life around this revival and structure our family life and our holistic health around revival. I'm going to be back to a very regular weekly rhythm. Also bringing back guided prayers with Stacy Hillier. I'm going to pray and seek the Lord on the frequency of that, but they will also be back. And there are some big things actually that I'm in conversations about at the moment that are exciting that the Lord is doing and I would appreciate your prayers over the summer just as I seek wisdom for what God might want to do in and through us and I'm praying that for you but also if you could be praying that for me that would be incredible so I want to finish today with the two scriptures that I have come back to over and over again in this past year that I've seen as I've come back to them over and over again, that the Lord has been faithful to actually do these scriptures and activate these scriptures in my life. You'll know them, but the word is my foundation, so let me finish with this. First scripture that's held me this year, Romans 12, 1 and 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And I am seeing people around me and myself be transformed, not conformed, but transformed. And it is magnificent. To have a bird's eye view as a worship leader and a teacher preacher to see people's lives literally being transformed. The other scripture that has held me this year and that I can just get wrecked with every time I read it is the Apostle Paul, 2 Corinthians 3:18. Let's do 17 and 18. Now the Lord is spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So I'm watching these scriptures happen this year, and I'm so grateful for God's word. And I just love to pray with you. As we wrap up 2022, I take a break and come back firing in 2023. Make sure you do subscribe so that you know when we're back. Make sure you subscribe to Guided Prayers with Stacey Hillier because I'd love you to be part of that as well. Contemplative prayer is freaking awesome and you'll love being a part of that. So, Father, I thank you for every listener today. In fact, I just still myself, we still ourselves to acknowledge your presence, to make ourselves aware of you. I thank you for your goodness and your leadership in 2022. I thank you for where you're taking us from and to. I thank you that with unveiled faces, beholding the glory of the Lord, we are being transformed from one degree of glory to another. Thank you, God. I thank you that we're no longer conformed to the pattern of this world, but we are being transformed by the renewal of our minds. Thank you that the Holy Spirit is in all of this. I pray for every listener over the Christmas season, unity and peace in families, memories, joy. Let joy fill their homes. And as we launch into a new year, Father, we commit all our plans to you. You are our shepherd. You are our leader. Lead us. We choose not to run ahead or to lag behind. We choose to live in your shadow, to follow you closely, to walk step by step with the Spirit, So God, I give you praise for the opportunity and the platform of this podcast. It is yours. I surrender it to you. I give it to you. You frame what 2023 looks like. You frame what you want your people, the collective prophetic people, to meditate on, to learn about. Teach me as I teach others. Guide me as I guide others. Be in every guest that comes. You speak about who you want that to be. You speak about what you want the topics to be. Lord, I pray blessing on body, soul, and spirit of every listener today. And I pray that you would bless them in their finances, their relationships. I bless you. I bless you in the name of Jesus. And again, I just thank you for your presence. It's everything. Your presence is everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for coming on the journey, listeners. I really do love you and I'm praying for you, and I can't wait to be back on the 3rd of February 2023 for Season 3 of The Prophetic Collective. If you'd like to reach out on social media, you can do that. It's Stacey Hillier for H-I-L-L-I-A-R for Instagram. I'd love to hear what you want on the podcast next year. Or you can email me stacy at stacyhillia.com. You can email me there. Talk to me about the podcast. Give me your feedback. What guests do you want? What topics do you want to talk about as a collective of prophetic people? All right. Love ya.